We've got David Wygant, our game Sorry Not Sorry, and the Meet Mindful app today on It's Complicated. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, coming to you live from the AfterBuzz TV studios in Los Angeles, California. Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm Lauren. And today, our drink of the day is... Dr. Paracone hydrogen water. It's not just regular water. No. There's like extra hydrogen in this water. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, sometimes we think you just need to give yourself a break and hydrate and be mindful about what you're bringing into your life. And we put a little lemon in it because we often drink vodka water lemon. So we think if you're going to spike this water with vodka, then it's good because you probably get less Hungover. Totally, because of the hydrogen, whatever because that does for you. It, sure. And it provides energy recovery. Oh, and more energy and recovery. And okay. more energy and so recovery. All the energy and recovery you could ever want in your life. Yeah, so Here that's for you. us today. Thanks, we are recovering. Thanks, thanks Dr. Paracon. Thanks. Oh, he's also the guy that does, like, the skin stuff. We yeah. got this at the same gifting suite. We got all the other exciting things for the Oscars at Doris Bergman's suite. So thank you guys for yeah. that. Um, so guys, today is very exciting. We have social strategist, dating and relationship coach, and life changer. Whoa. That's a big deal. Yeah. David Wygant in the studio. He's had nearly 1.7 million men and women come to him every month to find the secrets to success. Oh, man. I mean, that's... And we have him here today. And after 20 years of coaching, he's discovered the golden keys to success in dating, business, health and wellness, and life. So basically, he's going to tell us how to, like, be perfect. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, you know, David's also a father to the world's cutest little girl. Oh. I mean, that's what he says. Well, we're going to have to see her and make sure she is the cutest. He he might have a biased opinion, but we'll see. He hails himself as an unapologetic man, which we really love. We love when people just give it to us straight. Um, And some of the people he's helped claim he's kind of nuts, and others say he's changed his life forever, but he promises one thing for sure, that he is going to always tell you the truth. And he doesn't care if you can handle it or not, okay? He's just going to, like, he's not going to sugarcoat shit. He thinks nice is overrated. I don't totally disagree with that. No, and I definitely don't disagree with that no, at all. No. <laughs> I have no time for no. niceties. No. I have places to be, so yes. the truth is what you're going to hear. So, yeah. like us, David actually has a podcast yeah. where he probably is very unapologetic. His is called the 10-Minute Daily Reality Check, Yeah, where you give him... 10 minutes, and he will give you the reality. So you could join David six days a week as he blows the lid off everything you think you know about dating, relationships, society, and more. Yeah, we're going to talk to David about how he got started, why he's so unapologetic, and his take on dating and relationships, health, and wellness, and social strategy when it comes to being single or in a relationship. Single in a relationship. See? So he's going to tell us we how it is. We all need help. All of us. All of us. <laughs> but first, guys, we're going to fill you in on what we've been up to this last week and give you our dirty laundry. Yes, do it. So I had a girls' night in, just mm. me and the dog, because mm-hmm. we're both girls. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I consider us hanging out and, yeah. like, having a night. So we hung out on Friday. It was really great. It was like I didn't feel well. I was run down. And I was like, you know what? I could push myself to go out after this long week and, like, see who's out there and do that thing. But I was like, nah. Mochi. I'm gonna make she's Mochi's here Mochi's by the way here guys. And she just ran away from me because Lauren's trying to attack well, her well I mauled her when she first came into the studio and I don't think she liked it I think she's a little afraid of you come here bubbies you keep talking okay you go. put her on your lap so hung out with the pup um, she never runs away from me which is great uh, but then I knew I had a big weekend I was going to Malibu Whoa. on Saturday she's a hefty one here she is here. I got her that's my date, Look my Friday night puppies. date. <laughs> so I went to Malibu on uh, Saturday. She went to daycare and made some friends, and it was I cried dropping her off. It was a whole thing. Oh my god! And I literally was like a mom putting my dog at like school for the first time, and it was she. I, she even came home with a report card. It was great. She made friends, Pierre, some other Sebastian, and like Pierre. two other dogs. Um, so Malibu for the day was it was so much fun. It was a bunch of like 30 year olds actually they just turned 30 so it was like a like a group that was like two years younger and it like still felt like a difference even though they were turning 30 and like we're in our 30s mm-hmm. but it was fun to be around them they were all like 
very cool and it made me feel very uncool because they were like so you you felt like you were being just uncool why do you have to be uncool yeah why would be so uncool um so yeah the countess luann was she the one who said that yeah don't be all uncool mm-hmm. um so i was uncool but i was hanging out with friends and it was really fun and relaxing and i love when people get malibu houses for me to hang out at so yeah. thank you guys <laughs> <laughs> in my old age i just want to lay at the beach um but so that was really great went home stayed in for the night actually babysat her and her best friend her being mochi and really felt like again an old person but honestly i gotta say this we talk about recovery and like sometimes you really just call a spade a spade i'm tired Mm -hmm. sometimes you gotta just allow yourself the time to relax so i relaxed while swiping while the dogs chased each other like crazy and that brings me to now so i've got like dates set up which are fun and interesting and we'll see what happens there again David actually told me he's got people he wants to set me up with. This is great. So when he's here, we're going to have to grill him on that and what he thinks I need to date because I think he might have a different opinion than me. Yeah. Um, also had a massage. Again, mindfulness, well, uh, wellness. Had a massage, and that was lovely, except that my masseuse was very chatty and wanted to talk about oh. where I came from, how I got there, our similarities. He came from Cuba. Wait. So we have Miami as did a he, similar, Did he similarity. like you? No, I don't know, but he wouldn't shut the hell up, and it was oh. an hour of him talking to me. I'm like, listen, he did a great job as far as getting my knots out, but like, he kept calling me my friend. Oh. Because yeah. <laughs> he's from Cuba and it's almost okay. like he sounded like um, Scarface. Earl. What oh, is it? My, yeah, Tony Montana. to my little friend. And he kept calling me my friend. Oh, no. And I was like, just stop talking. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my exciting weekend. Nice. I started the weekend off Friday night, friend's birthday party at Catch in LA, and the restaurant started in New York, and it is. Probably, no, it is most definitely the most sceny place I've ever... I've been there before, but for some reason this night was the most sceniest place I've ever been in all of my life. New York, L.A., all of my career in L.A. It was insane, the people that were there, and it was... Anyway, we ended the night by going back into the valley and going to Pineapple Hill Saloon. So we started in the most sceny place you could be and ended up in the most dive bar you could possibly be deep in the valley. I gotta say, Catch is the sceniest. It is world sceniest. It is crazy. Um, And almost in an uncomfortable way. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it was, it was a lot to handle. And the I, food's good. It's so expensive. It's so expensive. The food is good. I ate so much that I had a hard time getting drunk. That's good. So I was the only person not hung over the next day. Oh, good for you. Um, and then I went on a hike to Switzer Falls. If you guys are in LA and have never been there, it is gorgeous. It is like this I've beautiful never even heard of it. stream. It runs along this hike and then you go up this mountain and down and there's this beautiful waterfall. But what part of town is it? It's like off the two, past Pasadena. I don't know. I don't know what the two is. My boyfriend and his, yeah. He knows where all the things are. I'm like, just go. I just close my eyes and he Who's the planner in your dynamic? Him. He. Okay, because I was going to say, you've been talking about a lot of like these activities every weekend. You're doing this and then you're going here. And I was like, something sounds like he's planning things. He always just does. And I'm like, okay, he's just that type. So I'm like, all right. I mean, I plan some things, but it's mostly him. Are you annoyed, Mochi? I'm saying she wants to get down. You want to get down, bubbies? Okay. Okay, bye. bye. No big deal. Just in the middle of a show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was really fun. Uh, We all went in the water with our clothes on. Cool. Um, And it was freezing. Um, And why is it so fucking hot here? Right now. I don't know. It's like the opposite of the other side of the country, which is like so cold. Yeah. It is starting to fucking annoy me. It's only going to get hotter. It's no. And so on uh, Sunday, we were like, let's go to Santa Monica. It's so hot. No, it was like 50 degrees in Santa Monica. Yeah. Legit couldn't even see five feet in front of you because of the haze. Yeah. It was like so crazy. I remember driving to Malibu on Saturday. It's like I drove through five climates. It was weird. It was like the world was ending in one area. The like blue, like the lagoon was coming to get us. It was like the fog, like the movie. Yeah. Um, And anyway, it was annoying. And I am starting to plan my boyfriend's 40th birthday party. And I look, I woke up last night at four in the morning with anxiety. I can only imagine. Yeah. So that's a big deal. That's starting. That's starting. Uh, you, I got the save the date. Yeah. Sadly, I won't be able yeah. to make it because I have to. I have a similar experience. Yes. I am planning a friend's bachelorette party that same weekend. Yeah. So we're both in like planning anxiety health. Oh my god. S- stressful. And anyway. it's not even like planning's that hard, but like 
it's like herding sheep. Herding sheep. And Yours is hard in a different way because you have to like get these girls' schedules to work and things like that. I am like, this is going to cost a lot of money, which is fine, totally worth it. But like, where do we have it? How do I like make? How do I do what I want in this location mm-hmm. and get these things there with all the people you want all to the be there? That, it's like fuck. Anyway, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a lot. You know what else is a lot? The Bachelor oh, finale was a lot. Fuck. First Guys. of all, I can't believe reality Steve was wrong. Um, You know, I'm happy he was because now it made it a little more exciting. Yeah. For like, Season 77 of The Bachelor. Exactly. So the fact that it was actually Vanessa who he picked makes me happy for uh, Nick. I almost called him Steve. Um, <laughs> Nick, because he picked a good choice. Yeah, she's cute, too. She's so pretty, and she's like a special ed teacher. Yeah. And, and she came from Montreal, and she's not the typical person you would think. I think if he had picked her in, it would have made, like, oh, well, he's just doing the same thing he's always been doing. But anyway, he picks uh, Vanessa Grimaldi. She's 29, and they sort of, like, had this lovely moment at the end where um, he said there have been plenty of times when he was trying to fight how much he like was feeling for her but he didn't want to fight it anymore and he said when he looks at her all he sees is his future and then she said when I'm with you I'm the happiest I've ever been I knew this kind of love existed I just never thought it was going to happen for me until I met you thank you for taking another chance on love well let's see how fourth time's a charm okay Um, and he proposed yeah and she said yes and there are some things speaking of the ring that you might not know about the bachelor but did you know that you that ring is technically not yours unless the engagement goes past a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. they fucking take that shit back from you because um what's his face bob guinea for example his his uh his engagement ended really quick and the chick sold the ring for like 45 grand so yeah which good idea honey but now they take it back so there's well, that. There you go. So yeah. you have to last a certain amount of time. I actually think if you're a bachelor couple and you know you're going to break up, you should do strategy, which is stay together publicly for a bit and then decide to split the money for oh, the ring. So smart. Thanks. That's love me. that. Like um, all the all of a sudden it's like the six month mark and then the next day they break up. Yep. Weird. It's like when Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes just suddenly broke up like five exact years after the marriage. Like exactly, she didn't sign the a arrangement and contract with Scientology for her life. Have you been watching the show The Arrangement on E? I know. It's that. Okay, basically. well, I can't. That shit freaks me out so bad. Well, yeah. Um, also, do you know that two kids come from The Bachelor? Uh, yeah, two. Oh, I thought there was actually more. Oh, no, Jason more. and Molly oh, yeah, Messnick. That's right. That's right. Four-year-old daughter, Riley, um, and then Sean and Catherine Lowe have oh, an eight, right. eight-month-old son, Samuel. Um, but, but what about like Trista and Trista Ryan. Trista and Ryan. I don't know. I don't oh, know why well, those I kids think don't we're count. talking about The Bachelor. That was The Bachelor. Right, exactly. Okay, so this is all pertaining to just The Bachelor. Yeah. Um, and this came out actually on the Today Show, this whole list. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you have to be of legal drinking age to be on the show. That so, makes sense. Yeah, because they booze you all up just yeah. to reveal all your emotions and things. That and, makes sense. So, yeah. Uh huh. Um, and the contestants don't make any money when they're on the show, which I don't think anybody thought. Did anybody think that? I think it was confusing because it is a while that they're on there, and like they do have to uproot and leave their jobs. Yeah, and they—I um, mean—they even pay you to do jury duty, fifteen dollars a day. So I'm surprised they don't pay you to do. They the don't bachelor. pay you anything, but you do get free things like free trips yeah. and free a place to stay and blah blah blah. But, and fame, but I guess. also yeah. And then after you, you know, social media wise, you may get something sent to you to post because all of a sudden you're this popular TV star essentially. But um, you spend a lot of money on the ba- like being on the Bachelor too. You have to all of yourself. Right, so. and you do all of like your whatever. We'll get, yeah. we'll get there. But yeah. the bachelor or the bachelorette, they they get paid. Mm-hmm. The main person mm-hmm. gets paid. Um, also, Chris Harrison, who's everybody's like right hand man on each show, yeah, um, has gotten along with every single bachelor except for one. Do you know who it is? No. Uh, well, it was Charlie O'Connell, apparently. No way. So Chris Harrison is like a southern boy, and Charlie O'Connell is a northeastern guy, and they just like were like oil and water. Oh my god! Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, he seems like he's so he was so like fun, but no, no, I don't no. know. Maybe not. No. Um. So th- these girls also are on the, on the Bachelor, are not allowed to ever leave. They can't, like, go get their nails done or their hair, whatever. So they all, like, they make their own little, like, beauty parlors, and they all help each other. And they also borrow each other's things, too. Smart. 
because they need, you know, they need, they start running out of things. So they like, well, I think probably I did read at one point, sometimes people hoard their things too, but they, they share and they make beauty parlors and they help each other out and they do each other's hair and makeup. And that's nice. I sort of figured that there were hair and makeup people on site, but now that I know that there aren't, yeah, that's interesting. But I guess they know they're going on the show. They could go to Mac and like have a little they makeup lesson. up, I'm sure, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, also, guys, uh, The Bachelor flies in style. So he flies business, and the contestants all fly coach together. Whoa! Yeah. Hey, now. Hey, now. Um, guys, when The Bachelor goes into the water, that is like alone time. That's like leave me the F alone because, mm-hmm. you know, the contestants can't be miked when they're in the water. So, that's... so you basically want to get your time with the guy in the water. Yeah. And then that's your private time. So also it's a little bit of sexy time. I don't yeah, know. Sure. I don't know. I mean, um, hey. And if you've ever wondered what happens to the sad girls that are crying <laughs> in the like limos on the way to God knows where they put them. Quarantine land. Mm-hmm. Um those girls get offered psychological help. So they don't just say, sorry, you're going to get used and abused and by you're going back into humanity and society. No, they get help. We don't know how many take the help, but they do get help. Yeah. Um, they also get uh, tested before they go on the show for like their will to succeed. <laughs> Basically, like, are they gonna like freak out with stress from the oh, show? Oh, I was like, they get tested for HIV. Oh, they probably do that too. I actually would guess that they do. Oh my god, I think they do sex uh, tests. <gasps> what are they called? STD tests? <laughs> yeah, sex or tests. sex tests? Whatever. If they get uh, good sex, no. they can come on the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please demonstrate. You're in. Um, and speaking of sex, yeah, um, guys, J Rod. Oh yeah. Did I make that name up, or did I make that name up? I think you are the only person that would have ever come up with that. So well, they must have heard the show. They heard the show. <laughs> um, really quickly, we're going to just say that the J-Lo posted a photo and then deleted it. But uh, did you see the photo? It didn't even look like it. Who was that person? I don't know. Could have been anybody. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then people saw them in Miami together, and then they were on vacation, and their her kids were there, and it was like, everyone's just... Ugh. All about it. They're and, cute. I mean, she's she could be maybe worried about him a little bit because he is like the player. Well, he was with like Kate Hudson and Cameron Diaz, and then he was recently dating like a Silicon Valley CEO. So he went like not Hollywood, and then he went back to the most Hollywood you could ever possibly be. But I don't know why she took the photo down. Maybe it just wasn't a good photo, and it had nothing at all to do with the content of the photo. I guess. But then at that point, if you're her, you're going to create a hullabaloo. Just is it worth it? Just fucking leave it up. True. Also. I mean, how it happens so fast, and then it becomes, like, breaking news is so well, crazy. she has, me. like, a billion followers, so when in that one second that it's up there, there gets, like, 20,000 likes, so that's at least that many eyes that saw it, and then it was gone. So. Um, well, we're going to double tap that app, because yeah. we need to meet mindful people. Yeah, we do. So we're going to do it on the Meet Mindful app. <sighs> Clever name. So excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a relationship platform that connects mindful people in order to help them discover a fuller life. Yeah, it's for singles, obviously, who, while they're mindful of, I guess, kind of specific things like spirituality and wellness and green living and fitness and, you know, being of service, higher consciousness, all of the things that are super trendy and that maybe you might find if you hang out at a coffee shop in Silver Lake. Maybe or Venice or just in general. Yeah. Um, I actually had downloaded it. Okay. Because I saw an ad for it. I think on Instagram. I'm pretty sure they're listening to my messages or like the things I say out loud. They probably are. So um, this started appearing in my feed, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. Um, so now I'm getting matches emailed to me. Um, the app itself, well, is you're only allowed six photos. Is that enough? You think? Um, yeah. It's just, and I think like my profile was created by way of like Facebook or something I don't really know mm-hmm. I didn't put too much effort into it because I was doing it more just to see what it was all about right my issue with the app is that it gives you only two free days of premium oh. trial free that's so odd I understand it's like a sense of urgency but like when you download something it doesn't mean you're going to use it right away true like life happens so if it's a Monday you might not get back to it until that Friday but yeah. you got it on a Monday so but I, after the two days then you have to subscribe to it right okay. and so um 
I didn't do that, and like mm. I just I. So then what happened? Now I'm kind of mad at it for only giving me two days and like not letting me try it out. Um, so you can't actually send messages. You can look at people, but you can't oh, send messages until you subscribe. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I've lost interest in it. I think I might regain interest. Maybe we'll talk to David about mindfulness, and maybe this app is the way he thinks I should go. Right. Or we'll see what he thinks but about apps in general. But when you were fishing around, did you really feel like they were paying attention to those things, like those creative, higher sensibility and, you know, a different level of consciousness? Like, how did you feel like you were really getting that? Like, the questions they asked you? They or? didn't ask me questions, so I'm not really sure how they how gauged they, that. Yeah. Then again, I, I didn't spend that much time, but I did scroll through the people real quickly, and, like, it, it did seem like... People were a little more hippy dippy than other okay. apps. So like, and I'm like gonna say hippy dippy man- not in a negative way, but in an actual like mindful way. Um, that they seemed like they probably were more mindful. Like maybe meditation was written in their profile, okay, or like some like, other things of that nature. Or did you see a lot of man buns by any chance? There were some man buns. There was a lot of like namaste going on. Oh, there was like, well. you know, those kinds of things. But I'm gonna give it another chance. Okay. I'm gonna spend some more time with it because I do believe in that idea that if yeah. that's important to you, you should find somebody that it's also important to. I agree. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. I'll let everyone know after I Great. use it some more. And we're going to talk to David about being mindful of things because he just got here. Mm-hmm. David, why don't you put on a headset, which, you know what? Psychiatric couch. You know what? Yeah, you are. <laughs> try that one. We're, we're going to give them all a try, and we're going to see which one we can hear and all of those things on. And then you can see yourself on that camera right there. So go That's ahead and you. center your center handsome, your handsome in self middle. in the couch. There you go. All right. A little bit to your left. That's the left, right? Yeah. That one. I am the same way. I can't tell my left and right. And he's trying to get Mochi to jump up on his lap, and she might do it. She might. Mochi. She does her own thing. She's very independent. She's a cat. She is a cat. She's like a cat. I I wanted a cat. You did? Yeah. I wanted a cat dog. She got a cat dog. Did her own thing. Why do you want a cat dog? Because it's like me. I need something that, like, just does its own thing and, like, isn't too needy and, like, gives love and, like, at the right times. But, like, otherwise, we do our own thing. Got it. You want love rationed. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, I actually want love on a schedule. Do you? So what's the schedule of love? Well, for me and her, it's at morning and night. Got it. During the day, you need to ignore each other. Um, we need to sort of like be independent. Like we've got work to do. We've got our laptops out. Yeah. Like we just. She has it too, right? Yeah. She's got her paws all over the screen. She's oh, she's cruising dog.com to go hook up right during the day. Yeah, totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. There's 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 dog bumble too that she's pulling. Yeah, we talked about it last new. week. Dog date afternoon yeah, is actually she is. is it? Yeah. Actually, there are a lot of dogs on Bumble too. Um, not to mention. Yeah. Worse on Tinder. But yeah. See what he did there, guys? Get it? (laughs) I've opened the door of mediocrity so fast. Yes. And we got some water for you and some lemon. Because we like to normally we would have added vodka to that, but we did not. But we're this being time. mindful of our health today. Yeah, because tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day, so I feel like everyone, let's be real. We, we are need to high prepping. Great. Yeah. Yes. I don't drink. Yeah, well we we yeah, guessed yeah. probably. Yeah. So yeah. It, but what's the fine. reason behind that? Can you tell us? Yeah, huge. I would prefer to smoke pot than drink. Okay. okay. You know, because to me, I've never really I liked alcohol. I mean in my twenties I thought it was a blast. But then I kind of woke up one day and I kind of realized I don't want to feel like shit. Yeah. I don't really want to feel like this anymore. I certainly don't want to sleep with that. <laughs> you know, so it just amped me up in ways that I didn't need to be amped up. And also I'm into health and working yeah. out. So it doesn't really do anything. It does nothing oh, yeah, for it's, me. It's horrible. Like nothing yeah. at all. I mean, it. and if I try to date somebody, the biggest turnoff for me is that on the first date, I'm sipping my tea and they're on their second or third glass of wine. Wait, and, what? Start. Oh, yeah. oh, hold on, David. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about this. Well, I'll say that. Okay, the flip side to this too is for me. There I, is there is no flip side. I ain't flipping her. No, that for sure what? for you. Yes, this is why we but love. But if you. I go on a date and the guy doesn't drink, I'm like, well, this is never going to work yeah. because exactly. I do like to have two glasses of wine at dinner. Not every single night, but if I'm going on like a first date, like it yeah. like gets me like all warm and fuzzy and like romantic. It's that to me is like whining and dining, like the wine part. So for me, that wouldn't work. But that makes sense. Then for you on the other side of that also doesn't make sense. I don't mind if somebody has a glass of wine. It doesn't bother me. It's the whining on the date I can't be sad <laughs> oh. When they sit and they start complaining about their exes and other things, well, I think to myself, <gasps> you know, this whining and dining wants. doesn't yes. work. Nobody wants to hear someone talk about their fucking ex. Let's be real. I don't mind if they talk about I like to hear how they will one sentence or two sentence their ex. Yeah, that sure. will tell me. 
that will tell me whether I'm going to be the villain in their story coming up mm-hmm. or I'm going to be the equal villain in both of our fucked up story when we break up. <laughs> so True. I, yeah. So wait, when someone, like, you know, shit talks their ex right away, is that a red flag for you? Because it's a red flag for me. I don't like, we don't need to have a therapy session about your ex, but, like, I don't like when, oh, she's fucking crazy. It's like, really? Well, it means that they're not over it. No, it, you know what it means? Not only means that they're not over it, it just means that you're going to be the fucking crazy person in their next story because to me, that's what I think victims, too. victims are the best. I mean, you, you can get victims to expose themselves on date number one. It's the, it's the greatest trick I know. How do you I do know. it? Yeah. Oh, it's so easy. How? Tell us. First off, you do it in a moment where everything is really rolling. You know, you got them in a comfort zone because people really aren't that smart to pattern interrupts, okay? So you get them rolling and they're just enjoying the company and you get a little physical, especially with men. Because men That's are like suckers. Me, you oh mean, yeah, yeah. men I, are suckers. Yeah. It's it's like taking a hit off of a bong every time you touch them. They're like, oh, they just get like all mushy and stuff like that, right? So in those moments when you touch them, before you find out, you touch them, and I do this with women too. I'll give them a little touch. I'll give them a little validation, and then I'll be like, you know, we don't need to talk long about this, but I'm really, really curious. What what did happen with your ex, right? Yeah. And she's feeling really safe and everything else because you bring the touching because they feel like they're in a relationship. So they feel like they're with a friend. Right. And guess what happens? The unfiltered person comes out mm-hmm. instead of the representative who has that canned response of, you know, we're just really good friends. Bullshit. You're not. Yeah. Who the hell is really good friends with your ex? <laughs> not many people are. Yeah, no shit. So you get them to talk and, they just, and you just listen for contradictions. Mm-hmm. It's the best trick in the world. So, I use it all the time. So and it works all the time. That makes total sense. So that's where you're listening for them to be blaming and they're crazy and they're, yep. they, oh, woe is me. Yeah, I fucking hate that too. I cannot stand victimization. It's like, listen, it takes two to tango. And also, and maybe I'm on the other end of the spectrum where I over blame myself, but I cannot take when people are like, they this and this happened to me, and they did this, and they made me feel this way. Nobody makes no. you feel anyway. No. You're responsible for how you feel. I also listen for, like, I went on a date with a guy, and he was telling me about his ex-girlfriend that he was with for two years, and how it, like, was one year too long, and he shouldn't have ever stayed with her. And I'm like, but you did. That's one, and yep. that was a choice, and okay. Um, so you're not that smart. But also, then... He was like telling me qualities about her, and I'm like, oh god. Oh no. And this put me back in The Bachelor. I was like, well, if he likes that kind of girl, he's never gonna like me. I'm here for the right reasons. Okay, do you you want a really good, you want another good tip for, you know, I'll expose men for you here? First off, okay, relationships have two things it's called the fucking years and the fighting years, okay? Oh, okay. So you wanna see how long the fucking years last for? Because the fact is, it's like, because most men, they're representatives. You know, they'll mm-hmm. go and they'll give you the best 30, 60, 90 days. But most men are not long-distance runners at all. They're more sprinters. They sprint to try to get you. Secondly, okay, you have to watch the sprint. And if the sprint is not working out for the long distance, you know, you can leave them right away. But the biggest, biggest thing with men is just take a look and ask them what their type is. What's your type? Wait, though. Uh, okay. It's great. What? A man, you want to get freaked out, okay? And this yeah, is great. Yeah, you're giving it, me anxiety already. Okay, you, no, you should have anxiety over this. This oh, is really, this is great. <laughs> if he's sitting across from you, you want to make sure that you're his, not only his physical type, which obviously you are by sitting across from him, you want to make sure he's, you know, you're his emotional type, yeah. right? Yeah. So men, there are men, especially in Los Angeles, but a lot of men will date only a certain woman with certain hair color and everything else. So you want to ask them, what's your type? You know, because they think that you're so cool at this point. Men are so dumb. Sorry, guys that are listening. But you <laughs> really are, okay? And a man will be like, oh my God, I love brunettes. Okay, red flag. They're just going to say whatever you are, is you what got, you're saying. You got it. Yeah. If they say whatever you are, then you know that they're really more infatuated with how you look and they're not fully listening to what's coming out of your mouth. Because yeah. with me, I've dated women all ages, all heights. The only thing that stands that, that, that's consistent is that they're, you know, they like to work out, they're healthy, and they have a great you know, mindset and they take responsibility. I mean, you know, I go more of the emotional stuff. Sure. But if a man looks at you and goes, oh, God, I only love blondes. Yeah, that's you're, weird. You're, it's, but men do that. I like redheads. I like them all. It doesn't my, make a difference. Yeah. Uh, I would say my type is pretty much all across the board, like looking to. wise. But, but it, you, there's a quality in them that you like, which yeah, is sure. like a confidence or like a yeah. swagger. I guess. Got like a, all right, describe swagger. Um, I think it's somebody who has a level of confidence in any 
area of their life, whether it's like their work or even just talking to me, maybe on the dance floor, just something where they exude a level of confidence and they are not, they're owning it in that moment. To me, that's like, even if it's a dorky thing to what other people might think, like, I think that that makes you have a, a, a vibe about you that feels really kind of um, like enticing. Okay, so you would love this one. I remember when I was living in New York City, I somehow or another fell forward going up the subway steps. I don't know why. <laughs> but I, I was They're steep. Yeah, I did, they're steep, and I wasn't really paying much attention. So here's this beautiful woman standing next to me, and I fall forward. And she looks at me, and I look at her, and I, you know, I go like this to my jeans, and go like this, and I say, well... You know that now I can fall forward for you. Wait till I fall backwards, right? And she started laughing. Cute. And then I looked at her and I said, I don't know what it is, but there's something about this 34th Street station where I always seem to slip going up. I don't get it. I don't know either. I don't want to go into Herald Square. I don't really know what <laughs> yeah. it is. Maybe I got some phobia about Macy's, you know. Yeah, it's, but a, it's a crowded it's, area. Yeah, but I don't do this in the village, and I don't really do this in the Upper West Side. There's only one other stop, right? And it was like a complete You definitely one... don't want to fall, fall forward in the village and bend over. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it was <laughs> it was a one-minute self-deprecating monologue, and she just stood there and smiled. Aww. And she says, I'm in a rush. She goes, can you call me later? <gasps> and I looked at her, and I said, absolutely. And we ended up hanging for a while. Yes! Because of, and this is what a lot of guys don't understand it's like guys are always looking for the right thing to say you just say whatever the hell is on your mind totally swagger is unfiltered yeah swag unfiltered is confidence because it means you're not seeking validation right. in today's day and age people seek validation non-stop so They're annoying neurotic. it's the worst well totally. i will say this okay so I, I agree that but, would be swagger to me totally just some guy that's just in it but yep. self-deprecation can come off two ways because, like, I swipe for a living at this point. But so <laughs> me too. On the one in the morning, one on the bathroom, I swipe every morning instead of reading Sports Illustrated. Smart. There you go. See? You're multitasking. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Fabulous. So I swipe, and I see a lot of profiles that are self-deprecating, and it's yeah, like you don't like that. I cannot stand it because it's like sarcasm about the process. Okay, we're all here. You're here. You made mm-hmm. a profile. What are you trying to get out of the? I don't have a picture of a tiger. I don't like your Snapchat filter. Yada, and my, yada. And my grandparents met on the app. Right. Okay. If you oh, hate God, it. Oh, God, I've heard. Yes. I- they always write that. Or like, well. And by the way, I'm one. Right. Because apparently people care about that. Okay. You're an asshole. And go sit in a fucking dark room by yourself and be alone for the rest of your life because you're an asshole. Like, I hate those people. I honestly want to <laughs> swipe right on them just to tell them to go fuck themselves. Oh, I wish there was like a, a you swipe could, like, anger. Stab, yeah. You could stab instead of swipe. Like, uh-huh. swipe light, right like, or left or stab. Right. Fucking, <laughs> like, what is it? Fuck, marry, kill? Oh, yeah. Kill, Tag, kill, marry, kill, kill, yeah. kill. Abolish. Like, I hate them all. Yeah. So, this is my issue with self-deprecation. I like the, what you did because it's vulnerable. And you're actually saying, I have flaws and I do things that are human and I can own them. Yeah. Versus assholes that are just saying like, I fucking wake up late, I smoke a lot of pot, what, you want to date me anyway? Like, that kind of shit. I'm like, yeah, it's like patronizing. It's like different than just owning your humanness. Right. It's do, yeah. Do you know my favorite line? My favorite thing to say to people is, "I am. The, I strive to spend every single day being the most imperfect, amazing person, imperfect person I can be." Yeah. Imperfectionism. I'm, I'm in the pursuit of imperfectionism because too many people are in the su- pursuit of perfectionism. Right. And I think with swipe dating, we are constantly under the illusion to do this paradox of choice that we have so many great people. And the fact of the matter is, most of those people on there, you wouldn't wake up and flush them down the toilet because <laughs> they would clog the toilet in the morning because they're so full of their own bullshit. <laughs> That's what I don't like about That's swipe amazing. dating. Oh my god! Wait. So hold on. Yeah. You swipe. We need to talk about this. Can you tell us what dating app you like? You know, first if off, any. If first off, Bumble has a higher quality of women because women nowadays they just want to be in control of everything, right? So Ugh. I fucking hate that. But that for annoys that you. The boss lady shit annoys the fuck out of you, doesn't it? Oh yeah. That oh the boss or one woman wrote in her profile one day. She goes, "I'm an alpha female," and like she wrote back to me and I said, "Honey." I said, you know what? I said, take your penis and put it away. And I wrote that in there. I said, because a man who's strong and confident doesn't want a fucking alpha woman. I agree. And she wrote back. She goes, oh, my God. I never thought of it that way. You want to get together? Not really, because I don't want to be your fucking therapist. It's okay to be, like, to admit that you have type A or alpha qualities about you in some in parts of your life but when you claim that's all you are I think it kind of like freaks people out because even another one like I don't even know that I 
I don't, even as a friend, like, I like alpha qualities. I have some too, but like, if you're like, I'm an alpha female, it's like, oh, this fucking friendship's gonna be fucking fun. You're just gonna r- control everything. Like, let's be real about I all just, the dynamics. And then labels that, are also like, yeah. if you're setting yourself up with labels already from the get go, it's like, Mm-mm. You've just told me all the qualities I don't like, so I'm gonna swipe left. Like, had you yeah. not said that, and maybe you don't, you're not an entire alpha, or maybe you are, but like in a different way in the business sense, or like yeah. what not in a relationship. You've now like alienated so many people that are like alpha. Ugh. Like you are like already turned off by that. What would make you swipe right on somebody then? Like what kind of profile? Okay, so let me just one thing alpha, and then I'll go yeah. swipe right. Okay, is that when I hear a woman describe that, I picture having sex with Hillary. Okay, which isn't going to happen. Okay, yeah. not only that, yeah. then I picture no cheating on her with Monica Lewinsky, yeah. which ain't going to happen either. And we're talking about the fat Monica Lewinsky. Not okay, even, so not, not even the, the skinny one. Right, not, not the one who writes books and things now. Exactly, not the skinny hot tur. Right, hot tur. Right. You know, hot tur. We have the tur in there. Yeah. So what makes me swipe right? I swipe right on everybody because it's massive action, massive results. Right? Well, okay. Plus, a lot of guys do that. Swipe the numbers. Yes, I'm meeting people out and about, so swiping is actually a secondary thing that I just kind of do because it's kind of fun. It's in like a case, backup. In case I meet, in case there's somebody out there that I've missed in my, you know, when I go to Whole Foods and Air One and other places, because mm-hmm. I don't miss people. I mean, I'll talk to every single person. Flirting is my game. Yeah. <laughs> I get off on it. I get off on the whole. Let's, I'm a man. You're a woman. We're going to do a dance. I want to see your sexual energy. I want to fucking get deep with you. I want to see where you can go, and I want to see if you can keep up with me. That's my attitude when I go out and about. Swiping is just, you know, it's just I'm sitting around. I'm watching a boring TV show like that horrific show about three cunts in, in fucking Monterey, you know, that show on HBO that every woman seems oh to God, like. Oh, Big Little Lies. I big Little Lies. Yet. Oh, Ugh. my God, that's what it is. That's exactly what I want is th- watch three catty women. Oh, my God, it's like bringing me back to a bad relationship, and I have to <laughs> watch it. Wait, there. they're not actually catty. Oh, it's it's with each all other. about how they talk shit about each other, though? No, oh, not yes. at all. That was the first episode. I couldn't stand no, it. No, there I've are never other seen it. people in the community that are... Uh, commenting on facts that happened like there's like a murder or something that happens so they're giving their account of what's going on but these three women are actually friends Mm. they get along well and they're they're like great with each other there are women that don't like them in the community because their kids don't get along Uh, they are not catty I I will give it another shot but what makes me actually say yes to somebody she has got to first off, there's, there's three things. She's got to at least be able to keep up with my mind mm-hmm. because I can sit around and I can write a book in a day. I can sit around. I got a new podcast, which I'll tell you about afterwards. I've done 25 episodes. And it took me an, it took me a day. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm hyper creative. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I need somebody who's going to be my muse because to me, if I'm in a relationship with a woman, I want to I want to be inspired by her. She's my inspiration. I, I'm going to get up in the middle of the night and I'm going to go write a book because you know the fact is we just Aww. had amazing sex and we had this great conversation. So I got to feel that from her, in, you know, right away. I got to feel that she can keep up with me. Secondly, she's got to have real pictures. I'm sorry, <laughs> women with their damps, you know, filters. It's yeah. like it's like you don't. I want somebody who who looks better. Than their pictures. Yeah, you don't okay? want like a yellow flower crown with a butterfly sweeping over someone's face. <laughs> yeah. or, or the drink the icon now on Bumble that's so big. You oh, know, it's like, like wine thirty or something. Uh, like yes, that. wine something. thirty. So, and then the third thing is, is that it's just a sense of urgency. Meaning, okay, that if I look, if I'm interested in somebody. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a fraternity brother. I don't have plans every single night. I don't want to date a sorority sister. Okay. Yeah. I want somebody who's busy and they're successful, and loving what they do. It's not a money thing, but loving what they do. And then when they come home at the end of the day, they either go to the gym or they're open. They're not like consistently yeah. out with their friends 24 seven. And I got to schedule three weeks in advance. <laughs> You're right. I, that's annoying. And as women, we talk often about and us personally wanting to get off of the app and not wanting a pen pal and we don't need to text you for three fucking weeks just like ask us out on a date but I think women get this is why it's it's women play this game if you will if it's a game or maybe they're busy or whatever the fuck they're saying but I feel like they think oh I can't like be desperate how do you how do you Where's coach the line between a woman that? or give advice to a woman who is worried about being too available but also having her own life like how did you find that's that that's easy recognize the gem if you're a gem and you've done work on yourself you'll recognize your fellow gem use your intuition instead of playing a game to me mm-hmm. it's all about intuition I intuitively date if I meet my equal or I see someone who's smart I'm like I got an idea let's get all, I'll get I will get a woman off of an app 
in six minutes. We'll go back and forth, and I'm done. We're done. We're talking on the phone, okay? It's just, I don't play Because you games. think the phone call is very important. Oh, my God. FaceTime is even more important. If you can get them to FaceTime, then you basically have eliminated 75% of the dates. because you So get you'll to see FaceTime that. before you go on a date? Absolutely. What if a girl won't do that? Because let's just say, I don't know, maybe she's at work and you happen to catch her while she was no, I'm swiping catching, at work. I'm catching, them, I'm catching them during the fucking warm and cozy hours between 8 and 11 at night. There, there's a whole thing when their defenses are down and they're not thinking about things and they're not really, they're decompressing because to me, a decompressing conversation is far better than getting them on the run, right? You don't want to get somebody on the run in the yeah. beginning. right? So I'm really good at warming them up via text because I'm, I'm a writer. So, I mean, it's yeah. very easy to warm them up and I'm really good at the phone call. The first seven or eight minutes, the phone call's amazing. And I go, all right, let's FaceTime. Let's right now, FaceTime right now. She goes, oh my God. She goes, right now? She goes, I'm in my pajamas. I said, so am I. It's great, you know? And we'll FaceTime and we'll just get a feel for that person because it's about... If you think about it, we're all looking for romance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Romance is a man takes control. So if a man is leading and a woman is playing games because she went to neurotic.com <laughs> and figured out how to go play a game, she knows she's not dealing with a cat. She's trying. She's thinking she's dealing with another boy. Right. So I'm all about let's get together. We need to get together. She's like, I'm so busy on this. I'm thinking sometimes I'll write. I go, here, I'll tell you what. Just Google me, okay? I know that game. I said, you want to be fucking upright for, you know, you want to be really upfront right now? Google me. Yeah. I said, figure out who I am. Look who I am. I said, I'm not playing the game. You want to play yeah. the little bit of game? Men don't chase. Attraction just happens. Men pursue. I women don't respond. disagree with that. Yeah. I think that pursuing is different than chasing. And I think that women that play games annoy the fuck out of me. I have never been. It's probably because biased opinion. I've never been good at it. I can't pretend to be somebody that I'm not. If I like you, I like you. And isn't that all why we're here? So if I get rejected, I I guess I do. But I'm not going to pretend that I don't like you. You know what I mean? It's too much work. And also, I think that's why maybe like when we get to a certain age and you are a certain place in your career and you are busy and like you do need to manage your priorities with working out, with uh, seeing friends and family, with spending time with your poor dog who you neglect. (laughs) You know, I think... At this point, I I'm single, so I'm, I don't have time to play games. If yeah. I had to think about everything I sent via text, I would go crazy. I would just put the phone away and be like, I just I don't have. It, it also me. just doesn't matter. It's the same. No. It's like attraction, like you're saying. It's like you either like each other or you don't. If you respond to a text 30 minutes quicker than your stupid ass girlfriend told you to, and then that's why he that's why he doesn't want to date you anymore. You're too available. It's like that is fucking bullshit. Oh, yeah. It is the stupidest excuse. I have ever heard in my life. It angers me because if someone's pl- – and I can see it too because there's a funny – I've written about this so many times. It's like I don't understand. I said every single time I see you on the street, you look at your phone yeah. right away. But yet I text you and all of a sudden it takes you 10 hours to get back right, to me. Right. That's complete bullshit. And then the excuse that says, sorry, I was so busy having a really busy day. I'll literally write back and say, don't buy it. Yeah. I said, you know, it's like – we're not playing games. I said, you want to really, you know, you say you want a relationship. Great. I'm not going to play a game. Yeah. I don't have time to play little children games. No. And I'm very blunt. And I don't give a fuck. And I think that's what people need to do when they're dating is to not care. If you don't care, guess what happens? You admire yourself. You honor yourself. It all comes down to how you feel about yourself. I walk down the street. I feel like I'm a leading man in my own movie. Sure. So the fact is, I'm just looking for my leading lady. I don't need this like scary, psychotic fucking character that just came in for one episode. <laughs> so okay? when you say, I don't care, you mean you don't care how you're appearing? No, not at all. Yeah. How did you get so unapologetic? Was there ever a time you were like more into things like that you did care more than now? I had a kid. Yeah. You know, and when you have a kid and they shit all over you, mm-hmm. right, you don't care anymore. You know, you just – and then you're dealing with an ex and, and mm-hmm. negotiating and, you know, mm-hmm. having a co-parent with somebody else. You just don't care about the little things yeah, anymore. Yeah, you don't. Plus, you, can't. you can't. And a kid teaches you what love really is. You know, it teaches you not to be selfish anymore and not to really be filtered because children are unfiltered. You know, <laughs> you my know daughter, shit. my daughter will say something and I'll be like – like, you know, she was in the restaurant the other day and she did something that came out of her body and everybody <laughs> looks at her and everybody knows it's her because it came from her and she just looks and goes, not me, right? <laughs> Wait, how yeah. old is she? Sick. She's got poker face. So, Love I it. mean, and then she whispers in me or she goes, just don't tell anybody else, Dad, it was me. And I said, of course it was. I said, I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, so... You just don't care anymore. I don't care because I've done enough work on myself. I know who I am. I'm successful in all aspects of my life. I don't give a shit. 
So yeah. to me, a relationship's going to enhance my life. Yep. And I know what I want. I've been single for almost four years because I'm not standing for those bad relationships anymore. I know my triggers. I just don't care. Yeah. It's like you just, I have great friends. I have, I, I mean, I was talking to somebody on the way over here. I was having fun. I mean, I, I love my life. Yeah. Someone is just going to make my life that much better than I can wait. Now, I have a question for you. I have, uh, my boyfriend has a seven-year-old daughter. And how do you, what do you have, like, what are your, you know, boundaries or rules with dating a woman and your daughter and how they connect or don't connect? Or do you have any, like, you know, advice to give to somebody that might just be meeting somebody that has a child because now like we say we're at the age where we're dating a little bit older and that this is a common thing now i want a guy with a child at this point yeah all like, right you and i will start dating okay great. Perfect. my daughter's great you can't meet her though for about six months because my daughter is the ultimate cock blocker <laughs> so i was on the beach yesterday and this woman you know i just waved and she came over and you know and she started flirting, and my, every single time we started talking, my daughter, daddy, da- daddy, 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 like, daddy, <sighs> the ultimate cock blocker. And when my, I, I sent my daughter to go get the dogs a ball, and I looked at her, I said, she's the ultimate cock blocker. Okay? Oh, my you know? God. And this girl hung that. out for another 25 minutes, nice. right? But I couldn't do anything because Layla was all over me. She was, you know, I'm her jungle gym, yeah. all this <laughs> other cute, stuff. Though. So I love it. And she will say to me over and over again, daddy. You know, I said, what? She goes, you can't have a girlfriend. I'm your girlfriend. So I said, okay. So I have never introduced her. I have never talked about my dating life at all. Mm -hmm. And nobody until I'm actually in that point of a relationship where I know, hey, you know, we're spending a lot of nights together. We're talking about living together. That's when I would bring somebody into the picture with my daughter. Otherwise, my time with her is so precious because I want her to know when she's growing up how amazing men are. Yeah. So I really remain very present with her and I do things with That's her nice. and we hang out and I tell her I love her and I let her, you know, jungle gym me and everything's <laughs> special. But I want her to know when she looks back and says, yeah, my dad was really amazing. Yeah. My dad, my dad, when we were together, he, I just felt like I was everything to him yeah. because that's going to give her a beautiful viewpoint on men. You're right. <laughs> You're it's right. a true story. It is a true story. That's a really cute and kind of heartwarming. And I think the right woman will, um, that'll just make her fall more in love with you when she, I mean, I right. knew that was going to happen. I knew obviously the guy that I'm dating now, boyfriend, I knew at the time had a daughter and I just knew. I listened to my intuition um, and I just knew that he was a really good guy. And I knew that when I met, when, when he finally introduced me to his daughter, which was much further into the relationship, I knew that I was going to be... Done. How old is he? About to be 40. Yeah. He's, when a man has a daughter, and this is something, this is something I tell women. If you want to date a really good guy, date a guy who talks about his daughter in the most loving, glowing terms. Because little girls, I mean, my daughter went through a, a six-week period where she told me she hated me and didn't want to be with me. You know, and I had to sit there and take it. Yeah. You know, you learn and all I had to do is just keep being loved, keep being loved. But a man that's had a daughter understands and thoroughly respects, okay, women, girls, gets it, very attentive. Not only that, when a man has a daughter and they share the daughter with somebody else, they have to deal with somebody who's probably has a story where the ex is a villain in her story and he's got to take the high road. Mm-hmm. There's a big thing. Men that have sons don't get it. It's so different. It's different. So different. Men with daughters, they get the love that's needed, and they really have the patience for women now. You are a million percent right with my specific situation. For Yours sure. appreciates that he's surrounded by women and is like very surrounded proud by to like... women all the time. And just the other day, I said something like snarky, and and then I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. And then two seconds later, his daughter was like, Daddy, I hurt myself, and he's like, Okay, I'm sorry. And she's like, You didn't even ask me what happened. You didn't even see if I was okay. You just said sorry. You didn't even. And I'm like, This fucking poor guy. He's like, Okay, I'm sorry. Are you all right? And then he walked in the room and he just looks so defeated. I go, You have to deal with so many female emotions and you're doing a really good job. I'm sorry. Because I was just like, man, man, man. She's like, you didn't even did it. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's going to kill himself in two seconds. But he's really good at it. He manages all the emotions with exes and uh, currents and her and everyone's a, a woman around him and he just sort of like <laughs> Even the dog's happen. a girl. Even the dog's a girl. See, he's a keeper. Ugh, Where'd know. you find him? 
I my friend Noel introduced me to him, and this guy, I swear, he and I were brothers in a past life because I was definitely a dude. So Noel <laughs> and I were brothers in a past life, and he introduced me to my boyfriend, and I, it, yeah, anybody that Noel is like this guy's cool, I already know is probably cool, but I, yeah, I met him through a friend. I've put in a request for Noel to set me up, Noel's but very I'm still good. waiting. He operates on another level, so I like really kind of trust his intuition. But, you know, you have to find out for yourself, obviously. Noel is a very mindful person. Very mindful. Mindful's so, so big. Right, and also finding somebody that is also, I mean, you don't have to be the exact same mindfulness. No. And but he like, has friends that aren't mindful. Trust me, it's like bullshit friends, too, or whatever. But, but the ones that he values, you know that he's vetted them from yeah. his lens. Yeah. And so those people are going to be good people. Yeah, no, he, yeah, that's how I met him. It was, yeah. Well, that's why, you know, I think if you really, really want to meet great people, you say, fuck the swiping, and you just throw a dinner party. Well, and that dinner party, idea. and that dinner party has to bring, everybody's got to bring somebody amazing and somebody oh, who's single. That's a good idea. I'll do it with you. I got lots. I, I know. You told me you were going to set oh me my up, God. and I have yet I'd, I'd ra- to. Because uh... I'd, I'd rather do it that way. Yeah. Because when you do that, everybody brings somebody great, and chemistry happens by itself. So everybody's got to be evolved. Everybody's got to have a purpose in life. Everybody has to have something that they bring to the table, meaning they also Literally bring their favorite the food yeah. as yeah. well, right? So it's just a hosting thing. This is something that That's so we all have. I mean, I have great networks of people, you know, and I think that magic happens that way. And it's no different than if you think about it when we were in grammar school. In grammar school, all of a sudden, someone threw a little birthday party. And sometimes you went to grammar school, and then all of a sudden, you didn't think you were interested in the host. But then the host is the one you wanted the most, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But then sometimes the host brought a friend. And it was like all of a sudden, this guy that went to another school, mm-hmm. you know? And you're thinking like, oh, man, who's this little guy, Bill, mm-hmm. you know? So, because <laughs> we're wasting our time. We, yeah. People with dynamic personalities are wasting their time online because people are picking the wrong people yeah. online yes. it's hard all to see the that. time. Yeah. People, people's instincts are so bad, so they pick the wrong person. They pick the wrong person, and they eliminate they eliminate people by age range. So age range is such a big thing online, yeah. and I've never been somebody who's an age range person, but when I'm online, I'm in this age range box. Totally. Right. So I can only get this certain age range, you yeah. know? And then when I meet somebody who's out of the age range in person, they don't even think about the age range because they're, they're in person about the already. Feeling. Right. Yeah, it's just even like friends in, in grammar school. It's like those fr- – I have friends that I met in second grade that are like my best friends forever because you're in person and you're like bonding and doing things like you would now at a dinner party or whatever. Like meeting in person like that is really, really, really a strong connection, like a way to start the connection, I think. Yeah, I mean we talk about apps every week. We feature a different one, and that will tell you how many there are out there. There's a million. A million. So at this point we've been on the air over a year. So yeah. there's that. But – I wish we could go like a little retro and get rid of all the apps. Like this needs to go away. We need to all go back in person. Like David you said, needs to have the dinner you party. need to have a dinner party. That's like here's the thing. In our community, like we know all of our friends and our friends' friends. You happen to meet yeah. this one person through Noel, which was great. And you know, if I saw Noel more, maybe that would happen for me too. But otherwise, I know all my friends' friends. You and got it. You've I, exhausted the network. I've, yeah, the game of fucking musical chairs is over. I'm the last person sitting or standing. Whatever I the thing like is. I felt like that for, for that. a really long time yeah. too. But then you know, people go through cycles, or they'll take class, and then they meet this new group, right. or they get a new job, and they meet this new group, or they they get a boyfriend, and their boyfriend's friends are. But or yes, people it, break up, and now somebody is back on the market, and then you have the sex with their ex, right? Whoopsie. And then you do that. Whoopsie, haha. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh no. But oh, <laughs> yeah. But you create scarce resources, so but, hey. But you create your own market, and that's something that I've always believed in. You create your own market by putting it out there. The true sense form of vulnerability to me is the sexiest thing in the world because a vulnerable person is an honest person and is somebody who doesn't listen to other people. So when you put it out there and say to yourself, shit, I want want a great relationship. I got no issue putting it out there. I'm like, I'll tell the world. Sometimes at the end of of either my podcast or a YouTube video or a blog, I'll be like, hey, you know. You want to date me? I said, send me, you know, just to see who's someone who's yeah. gutsy enough. Yeah. See who's that's that's where it is. it's putting it out there. And the fact is and not been, listening to the noise. Yes. Yeah. And the noise is our network. Usually yes. our noise is our friends. I don't listen to any of my friends. One of my best friends is starting to get into a relationship. Another one of my friends got engaged. There's not many of us left right now. Mm-hmm. Most of us are in relationships, but none of them will say to me, how come you're not in 
or you know maybe you should be doing this they're all like because I know that the law of attraction is what I practice in everything in my life from money to friends to everything I know I'm just going to attract her and I know she's going to make a move and I'm going to make a move yeah. we're both going to make a move for each other and it's going to be something that we do because we've seen each other before or we have felt each other before or all of a sudden it triggers in that moment that's kind of how I do it I'm like a stock trader when it comes down to dating I don't look for the instant chemical rush I look to get to know somebody over a period of time, and then I say to myself, why am I not dating her? I like that. And it's that. always worked better because you can watch from afar and you can seduce slowly because that's where it turns into the heat. The heat of seduction is to seduce slowly, not quickly. Quick flames out. Slow is actually better. I have stopped breathing like 10 times listening to you. I know. I like today. that. Tell me I'm what? like, what's happening? <laughs> How do people work with you? So you coach, you do all of these amazing things. How can somebody get in touch with you? I, I mean, I've got all these amazing things. I mean, on my website, davidwygant.com. There's tons of stuff. And There's it's very tons. specific, guys, like dating tips for men and then for women. And then because it's all different. I mean, you, you know. Coaching for men, coaching for men. Then I got a new podcast that I can't figure out the... Uh, the name yet. I'm calling it the 10-minute... I Dale. like the name. You like the name? Yeah, because I really? like that you know you're getting 10 or maybe a little bit more minutes of you just like laying down the fucking law. But that's also what I like. I don't like to be any therapist I've ever been to, any trainer I've ever worked with, acting coach that I used to work with. They all fucking just this is how you do it or shut the fuck up or you're fucking st- don't do it like that or I like to be told like this is it and no sugar coating well that's what Same. it is that's, I mean, that's ten- why I like the and also and 10 the- minutes is a great amount of time everybody's got 10 minutes and then you can do it 6 days a week like right. you do which I'm doing but it's funny because like the other night we're hanging out we're doing a lot of creative and all of a sudden my friend says the dark side of inspiration oh. self help that doesn't suck <laughs> what do you like better 10 minute daily reality check or the dark side of inspiration self help that doesn't suck I like self-help that doesn't suck. That's but I a tagline. I don't I'm know both. about the dark side. What was it? Dark of inspiration. Dark, that feels like kind of like Darth Vader. Right? Yeah. You know, coming out of I like the general idea that you're just saying like, I'm, I like that it's a 10 minute show and then maybe a tagline that says like giving it to you straight or whatever you kind of Self-help have Self-help that doesn't suck. Yeah. Or yeah. something yeah. because then at least you know like. This is kind of what I'm getting, but all of your shows, I mean, one of them you're like talking about why strippers teach you a lesson in life. The other one you're talking about what, I mean, they're all so different, your subject, which is great, that I think making the title general is like, the, I like that. I like knowing I like a it's reality check too, because yeah. a lot of people need a reality check and like, you know, they'll listen for 10 minutes. So I think that's just a quick, like, they will. I'm in. Now, really quickly before we yeah. wrap up, we have a quick, quick, fast game we're going to play with you. Oh, I love games. Quick. You, yeah. these, Very quick. These type of games I love. Okay, okay. this okay. is good. It's I'm called, a trivial pursuit guy. So. It, it's <laughs> called, yeah, it's called Sorry Not Sorry. We know that when you date, there's this process and you have to deal with people giving you fucking sugar-coated answers or bullshit excuses as to why they're not here or whatever they're doing and we want to take advantage of your honest personality. So we are going to list some cliched terms that we have heard maybe used ourselves in the dating world and we want you to give us your fucking translation. Like, that's like, not what what they really that's mean. what they oh, really that's mean. easy. Yeah. Fire away. All right. So here's a one. Um, sorry, I can't make the date. I'm really busy at work. Oh, bullshit. That's always the four o'clock excuse that was coming all day long because the fact of the matter is they're not really that interested or they're just more fearful and they want to basically play a game with you and see whether or not you want to stay interested. I don't buy that at all, ever. Being sick, I buy. Cousin coming into town, I'll buy. But not the work stuff. The yeah. work stuff is bullshit. I agree. I agree. All right. It's not you. It's me. Yeah, right. <laughs> we should really say it's me. It's you. It's always it's you. Bo- yeah. I'm so turned off to you. I'm not ready for a relationship right now. I'm not ready for a relationship with you because five days ago I said I was ready for a relationship. Oh, it's always that. It's just that's the biggest thing. That's like let's be friends. We're not going to be friends. Oh, no. I don't want to fuck you. I mean, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. How about um, I just don't think I'm ready for something serious right now. Oh, yes, because you were about a week ago when we went out on a first date and we talked about how we want a relationship. You're not ready for something serious with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'll, what and are I'll, you doing here then? Exactly. I would right. text somebody back and go, you're not ready for a serious relationship with me. That's fine. I could care less. I don't believe in rejection. I like that. You're too good for me. You can do better. That's more, oh, God, I love that one. You're too good for me. That's saying basically, I'm not hard. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, this is great. I get listen. Yes, dude. You, I think yes. you're so right. Yes. Yes, that's what I've used that, <laughs> and it means that my penis is not interested in the relationship. Um, <laughs> how about? Uh, okay, we're gonna like two more. Um, I can't spend the night because I have to sleep in my own bed. Oh, Miss Homefield Advantage. You know, that to me means that, you know, we are basically in some type of booty call land or you have some serious, serious emotional issues. That's where I look at it more. I look at it more like there's definitely intimacy issues on that person's Yeah. Side. Yeah. Good call. Wait, can I tell you what I, when I've said it, what it meant? What? Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to have sex with that person, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I just did it. And I was like, uh, you're not going to want to come to my house. So. I was presuming we already did the horizontal bop bop. Okay? Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's oh, okay. what I presumed. Oh, okay. I like that. Wait, All right. This next one. Oh, no, wait. I'm going next. Yeah, you do. Um, you don't have your own life. <laughs> All right. That's basically saying that my life is so spectacular and I think your life sucks. <laughs> Maybe they do think that. Maybe that's just them being, I mean, geez. No. They think that I've used that. I was with yeah. somebody who didn't have their own life, and you know what? I should have stayed with her because she was really amazing. She didn't have her own life at that moment, but it was me being judgmental, uh. basically being judging her life, that my life was so spectacular, and I thought her life sucked, and she was not living up to her potential. That was me judging somebody oh. and not accepting somebody for the place that they're at. That's a judgmental behavior, so you got to be aware of that. But what if they actually don't, and they're a chameleon, and they take on your life? So like they generally don't have Single their own female? life. That kind of thing. Like, they have no interest, they have no friends, they have no substance. Well, and, no ki- and no kid yet? Nothing. Run. Yeah. Get your Nikes yeah, okay. and run. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if, somebody is, if somebody is morphing into your life, run. Because yeah. they're going to be a psychotic person on that awful show on HBO. Bunny Boiler. Yes, Bunny. I don't want... I used to... Oh, my God. I almost did a uh, website called thebunnyboiler.com. And it was all about crazy women that chased men. You should, you should do, do an episode. Do an episode about that. Yeah. Call it the Bunny Boiler. I have a Bunny Boiler now. You do? <gasps> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Okay. For about a year, she'll send me a te- you know a text once in a while or an email she once in a while. She still doesn't get it. Won't she will go? screenshot something I wrote like two years ago in a blog or something, and how I was looking for a relationship and being vulnerable, and then she'll back it up with some text I sent her in the beginning of our pursuit before I found out she was boiling bunnies and hamsters and rabbits because my daughter likes kids and the, you know, my daughter likes little little things that she thinks are children, which are the hamsters and rabbits. And that's the last thing I want to bring into my life is somebody that will boil her bunny. Oh my oh, god! Oh my god! That sounds so scary. It's Sounds like this person's like a lawyer. Yeah, putting together a case. Ooh, yeah. Run from that. Put your Nikes on and run. Okay, so we are looking forward to your Bunny Boiler potential episode. So tell everyone where they can listen to your blog six days a week. I mean, to your podcast. They can can read my blog at David. They can read my blog at davidwygant.com, and they can check out coaching and everything else. But they can listen to my podcast on iTunes. It's the ten minute daily reality check. Self-help that doesn't suck, and I will come up with a different topic every day. And I have amazing guests, and I want both of you on oh, there. Oh, we would love to. And well, we're there. It's, it's very spontaneous, so I would literally ping you, text you, Kay. and literally say, you got six minutes right now Hell on yeah. this topic, and that's how I do my guest stuff. I don't schedule anybody because right. it's a whim, and it might be love 11 it. o'clock at the night. You might actually have a buzz, and you might actually be able to go and vent about a date you were, and maybe we can have another warm fuzzy moment yeah. about why single dads rock. Oh, Wait, I want God. a warm fuzzy moment. We need to work me into this the, We can do you that. Want, are you ready He's for warm? Are you ready yeah. for warm and fuzzy? Uh, that's all I want. Okay, really? That's all I want. Are you look, sure? Look 100%. At, look 100%. at him questioning yeah, you. I know. I, I knew he would. I mean, look, yeah. at, look at that animal right there. The that best animal thing in right the world. there is not really ready for full on form. See, are you warm and fuzzy? Are you willing to do warm and fuzzy yeah. texts during the day? Yeah. And you're willing to be warm and fuzzy cuddling at night? Totally. Are you a good spooner? Yeah, the best. Okay, the best, right? That's what we do best. What That's your, why what, I love that. What's your love language? Um, words. It's words. Yeah. Okay, so if I told you you're way too hot not to have a great man, those words are really would resonate yeah. with you, right? <laughs> yeah, you're dating wrong. Oh, what? Why? You're just dating wrong. I just don't think, you know, I don't think you're flirt. I mean, first off, you're, you're hot. And Thanks. If, and if you look down at the ground or you don't acknowledge that men are around you checking you out all day long, if I was you, I mean, I would switch bodies with you f- for a month. First off, I can know what multiple orgasms are. That would be my first step, okay? <laughs> the second thing I would do, okay, the second thing, because this one orgasm thing is just ridiculous. It's just so well, boring, It's just right? not enough. <laughs> okay, it's just not enough. But then again, I can last, so then I can have these fake orgasms in between. <laughs> oh. So I would go, and I would literally go, and I'd, I'd find you a boyfriend in a month, because are you kidding me? To be a hot, cool, incredibly great conversationalist, a 
fun woman that's like open to it, I'd be interviewing men all day long. This no, is, no, 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 <laughs> this no. This is the part of the date where he reaches over and touches your knee and says, we don't have to talk about it long, but I'd really like to hear <laughs> about what happened with your girl. <laughs> and I'm there. <gasps> you got it. I mean, listen. Pattern interrupt time, right? Exactly. He knows what he's fucking doing, guys. Yeah, guys. So <laughs> just saying. Sign up I mean, to I'm coach. here and I have a boyfriend. I'm already like, hmm, this guy's pretty awesome. <laughs> I, mean, I lo- well, I love women. I, I, we can we tell. tell. Yeah, I love yeah. women. My crazy mother did one thing right. She exposed me to all her hot friends when I was younger. Oh so I God. never felt intimidated talking about anything with a beautiful woman. Great. Because to me, everything was always, you know, my mom. I'd watch the love boat, I'd go downstairs, they'd all be stoned, I'd get my donuts because I'd be stoned from the smell of the weed coming up into my room, and then my hot mom friends would Mrs. Robinson me. So it was- Shut the fuck up, (gasps) you have sex with them? No, but I had many breasts pressed against me with whispers in my ear. it. What? My mother had a hot 29-year-old friend that literally, I was getting the donuts one time, and I was, you know, I was 17, I'm getting the donuts, I'm reaching into the fridge, and she comes up against me. I'm like, all of a sudden, I feel her body. She whispers in my ear, and she says, I can be your Mrs. Robinson, and nobody has to know. <gasps> and I did not watch The Graduate. So the very next day, I went to the video store, right? And I took out The Graduate, and I played it upstairs in my room. And, and died. I sat there in my mouth. My jaw was going down and down and down. And then the next time I saw her, I hid. Because, I mean, I was 17. You scared. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> intimidating. Like, I don't want that yet. <laughs> that's intimidating. But, wow. Yeah. Okay. What an offer. Well, well, listen, we can recognize a great guy when we see him. Yes. So, I'm words we think, of affirmation, too. Me, so, too. You know, so am I. Yeah, we so all are. I. So there you and go. I'm also the extra physical touch. So that's how I kind of know how to get that dopamine rush. Look at <laughs> you. God, thank you so much for coming on. And we really appreciate your honesty. We really do. Yes. We're honest people. So um, remind everyone where they can find you again on all the socials. Podcast, 10-Minute Daily Reality Check. You can get it on iTunes, davidwygant.com. And on Instagram, it's David Wygant Style. On Facebook, it's The Real David Wygant. And that's all I can remember of socials. That's enough. People yeah. will we, Google you. They will find you and stalk you yes. and get your services um, and guys thank you for tuning in don't forget to tune in next week for our guest and follow us on social media at complicated show yes and you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all of the things and you can follow me at Jennifer Golden on all of the things as well alright thanks for tuning in guys love, love you long time. time from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 